Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the next, the newest episode of the Stranger Than Fiction podcast. I am once again your host, Jordan Lewis, and today I have three guests with me once again. Of course, one of them is, as per usual at this point, Leona O'Neill. Leona, how are you today? Fair to Midland. Fair to Midland, just only after COVID, so a wee bit. Energy levels are 20%. You know, that's, that is fair, given circumstance. <laughs> now, uh, my next two guests, I have Jonathan Heron. Jonathan, how are you today? I'm good. Um, my energy levels aren't that good either. I don't have a <laughs> legitimate excuse, but um, I'll try my best. <laughs> all right. That, that's all I can ask from you, is just to try your best, to be honest. And then my last guest today is Aaron Rice. Aaron, how are you today? I'm good. I'm a very big fan of your, uh, your show, so I'm glad to be here. Thank you, thank you. Now, what are your energy levels? With a percentage? Everybody has a percentage? Um, 71. Oh, wow. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I think I'm pretty energetic, but that's just because I, I have to wrangle everyone. <laughs> I need to keep my energy levels pretty high. So I've gathered you all today because our topic is just sort of general woodland strangeness. However, our beginning topic for today, we're going to talk about everyone's favorite uh, hairy woodland resident, the Bigfoot or Sasquatch or whatever name comes to mind for your respective region because it tends to be almost everywhere except here, which I think is kind of interesting. I don't know why that... I feel like, is that because there's like not a lot of like big forest anymore? Or? I don't think there's very many big hairy beasts in the forest. I don't, I don't think... Do we have a Bigfoot? I think we have big, big cats. We don't have big... Yeah. Maybe uh, St. Patrick got rid of... The Bigfoot, along with the, along with the snakes. <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, You're making that up, John. <laughs> yeah, no, that would, uh, that would be news to me. I, that is that is new. But um, so, Jonathan, I think I think we you were looking at some stuff on the big cats because as as a biology student, I find that extra bizarre because uh, the Isles themselves have had no history of large cats, and so just hearing that kind of just sets off my bio brain and being like, how? I'm very confused. Yeah, so there was like a couple of incidents um, a few years ago. Um, started off in the Mourns and then it ended up in kind of like Hillsborough where um, farmers were reporting their livestock um, being killed and they were describing it as like a big big cat or even like, I think they were calling it like a panther or something, which is, yeah, pretty mad. Um, there was a case whenever I looked it up, um, I think it was 1986 in Tyrone where uh, the police shot a, a lynx how it got there, I, I don't know. I think maybe they get loose or something from... I don't know what zoos are in County Tyrone, but... <laughs> yeah. there are I think sometimes people get these uh, animals as pets, perhaps. And mm. I remember covering stories, I guess, and, and uh, some of the reporters having to uh, go up into the mountains looking for the, the lynx, as you do. As you do. As a, a killer cat, you know, just go and find it there, uh, just by yourself in a car and with your camera phone or whatever. Um, but I think a lot of these animals, I think, must have been uh, pets. Mm. Uh, who would want to have a lynx or a, a, I don't know, a tiger or a lion as a... You would, you would be surprised. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know uh, the, the first time I moved over, over here, because uh, for context, because I, I got criticism for this, uh, for never mentioning the fact that I am... I am an Alaskan that lives in Northern Ireland. I am not from here. I'm what? sure that what? I know it's what? it's what? very it's very crazy. I'm sure you couldn't tell just by the way that I talk. I'm sure the specific person with that criticism is going to be irritable with me later. But that's beside the point. 
But so, like, for me, like, when I first moved over here uh, about two years ago uh, for school, whenever I would try to explain our local wildlife, everyone would be like, oh, but it looks really cute. I'm like, that doesn't matter, though. <laughs> like, that, it will wreck you in a moment's notice with no qualms at all. And so, like, when I hear about people, like, wanting to buy lynx or, or pandas and stuff like that as pets, I'm like, okay, that's your prerogative. It's a bad idea, but... I mean, you do you, I guess. Yeah. I'm not going to stop you. They're um, probably really, really small and cute, though, whenever you buy them. Like, we yeah. sort of, you know, Fluffs. Oh, fluffy. Like so fluffy. And then they turn into murderous, kind of, <laughs> you know, toddler, maybe, animals. I don't know. What were you going to say? Sorry, Jonathan, I interrupted you. Uh, well, I, I was going to say that uh, I was talking to Jordan a little bit ago about uh, whenever I was younger. It was on the news this, that there was some big cat that had been seen somewhere. I don't even know if it was, like, in Ireland at all. Like, it could have been over in England. But uh, because I, I grew up on a farm, I remember walking through the fields and, like, watching out to see if there was a big cat, like, about to pounce on me. I, I was, like, super nervous, like, the entire time. Like, this went on for, like, a year, where whenever I was walking through the fields, I would be, like, like on edge, like, just really, yeah. like, watching out in case, like, a tiger or something jumped out of me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, no, it's... It's, you know, it's funny because, like, growing up, I actually had... I did have to worry about a lot of things because, like, obviously, like, back home, you have bears. Uh, if you go into the interior, then you have wolves. Uh, if you kind of go sort of more along, like, the, the peninsula and sort of more southwards, you have, like, wolverines. I don't think a wolverine's going to jump you, but that's still a threat in and of itself. <laughs> But in, and it's just like, but then I came here and I'm like, that's not an issue anymore. So there's this level of like a, a background stressor that just doesn't exist for me anymore. Are you worried that whenever you go back to Alaska, you'll have like let, let your guard down. You'll be walking along in the woods thinking everything's grand and then boom, big black bear. <laughs> I mean, that would just happen at my house though. Like that's different. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> like they'll just get into the trash for the bajillionth time and then I have to clean it up again. So like, I feel like with the bears, I've kind of I've kind of moved past it. Now, if we were going back to like, say, if it was like a Sasquatch in the woods, that's different. That's that's an entirely different matter. So I guess just as a, like a curious question, like what is what is all of your guys' sort of collective sort of experience or knowledge in that sort of area? Just the basics, like you know, big hairy uh, man Grinch looking thing that's out in the woods. And has big feet. <laughs> yeah, I like just grew up watching. Uh, I don't know what channel it's on. Discovery maybe. Uh, Finding Bigfoot. I just absolutely adored it. I thought it was brilliant. Um, yeah, I loved all of the like reconstructions of all the this like the stories of people encountering them. I, at the time, I was like, oh, I really hope Bigfoot's real. Um, still do to be fair. <laughs> it would be quite yeah. cool, but I don't know. I think the evidence is a bit. Scanty. I mean, you're you're definitely right about that. I remember watching it too. It was uh, it was on Animal Planet in the states. I don't know what it would air on over here because I know the channels kind of they I mean they differ from state to state. So I can only imagine how they differ from country to country. But you know, I remember that. I remember uh, they actually came through uh, Anchorage one time. So they were going through the Anchorage airport, and mm -hmm. I was like, I wish I worked there at the time. Obviously, I didn't because I was still. I think I think they did that when I was either in like middle school or high school. They came through. And I just remember being like, where are they going to go, though? Like, nobody lives really anywhere outside of Anchorage. Obviously, people do. And I know I'll get flack for that immediately. But, like, 
for the most part, that's like that's it. That's really the only place you can think of with with Alaska. And even then, like Anchorage, is a design is very similar to Belfast. Like it's got the same population size. When you're actually in Anchorage proper, it's very urbanized. But then as soon as you get even like a mile or two out of town, you just have woods for miles with nothing else. Do you have any experiences of seeing like an unknown big creature? Uh, I do have one, and I will get to that probably later. Because <laughs> that'll be that's always a fun ender, because that leaves people with more questions about what my deal is. Which <laughs> the answer is you will never know what my deal is. There is no answer to that question. I, yeah. think, uh, I don't have any experience of, of Bigfoot or anything. I remember watching um, X-Files and stuff, and th that's really only my experience. But um, these kind of hairy, scary monsters tend to, um, I don't know, live or gravitate towards scary, dark places like forests. Um, you know, these the myths that you're given as, as a child and these childhood kind of stories and stuff and fairy tales uh, forests are, are off limits you know don't mm -hmm. go into the forest it's dark they're scary there's witches in there there's big scary monsters and stuff so i don't know if it's a figment and perhaps you'll you'll prove us wrong later when you tell us your story but is it a figment of overactive imaginations um in the era of mobile phones why have we not got video footage of of bigfoot why you, um mobile phones have been about now for about 10 15 years or whatever why have we not got any it's like the, the this um, Irish Catholic thing about people seeing visions of the Virgin Mary and knock mm -hmm. and, uh, and you know really is there any mobile footage unless I can see it with my own eyes on a mobile on a mobile phone video or, or something like that I just don't believe it the Virgin Mary appearing in somewhere or or Bigfoot it's, I'm not compare I'm not comparing the two I'm not I'm sure there's cults out there somewhere <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure. but I'm not comparing the two sort of you know people believe in that type of stuff and people believe in Bigfoot and people believe also in, in, in the Virgin Mary appearing or, or Jesus appearing or whatever I need hard evidence of it or I'm not I, I'm just not believing it I'm sorry no that's definitely fair now for the first time in the the four episodes of the show we're gonna take a momentary break because I know Jonathan has some places to be, but I did want to have him on at least for a little bit just so we could talk about it. Because we I had love, a, I love Sasquatches. Ex exactly. I so I had to bring you on, even if it was only for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we will all be back momentarily. And we're back. You just we just need to stop for a sec to let Jonathan get out of the studio quietly, so that doesn't get into the recording anymore. But there was another thing I had thought about from uh, from our conversation earlier, and you had mentioned it was it was the Mass Rocks, correct? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I know that this isn't something that you would necessarily have been exposed to because it's just kind of... I, I don't know if there's anything that is similar in other countries. I'm sure that there is, like where like religious uh, groups have been like persecuted and stuff. Um, but here specifically um, in Ireland... Uh, with like uh, British colonialism and all that stuff, um, I know the Catholics weren't uh, really allowed to practice in some places, so they had to go out into like mountains and grasslands and forests and set up like, uh, like a natural church environment. Um, there's one close to where I live, like just like a short walk away from where I live. Uh, it it was always in the middle of a forest, um, but that forest has since been demolished um, mm. due to like uh, diseased trees. But 
when you when you were walking through the forest you go down this like long path like obviously like it gets darker and darker because you're going yeah. deeper and deeper and eventually you come to just the back end of a crucifix um and there's like a white like statue of uh, of Jesus on it um and you can walk up right behind it but then you realize that there's like a cliff like yeah. right in front of it and um, but if you go travel down and around it uh, to the bottom of the cliff there's like a stone altar and then there's like stone pews almost um, and then like obviously if you look up at the top of the cliff then you can see the crucifix um so that was something that I would visit just throughout my childhood and even like to this day like if I want to go for a walk I will go up there and walk out to it uh, it just doesn't feel as you don't get the feeling nowadays because the, the trees aren't around so it doesn't right. feel as secretive um, or as hidden away but uh, yeah it's it's something that is interesting because to me it was just like a local walk like something that you would go yeah. to but for most people not from here they probably don't even know that they exist um yeah, yeah I, there's there's mass rocks up in west belfast too actually i remember doing a story about it years ago when i was working on a paper up there but uh the trek you have to get to to get to these these things i mean it was proper full-on hiking and i suppose it has to be in the middle of nowhere in the middle of a forest anyway because you know they were trying to hide what they were doing they're trying to hide their religious practices and stuff mm-hmm. but uh this was in the middle of, I think it's Colin Glen Forest Park, I mean, up at the top of a hill. And, you know, most most people, I suppose, that were, um, you know, were, were very religious, maybe were older people. And you can imagine them all walking up to that and, and you know, the, the hike that they had to do. But um, but they're still there. It's not, I mean, that, that, that would, if I wasn't aware of, of mass rocks and I was walking along a forest and I seen a big statue of, of, of our Lord or something, I would freak out. Yeah. I don't know what you know what the hell's going on here, or you know what what kind of what kind of stuff's going on. But um, it's, if you weren't if you were out there and you you you've got you know the big foot in your head and stuff, and then all of a sudden there's a there's a statue, a beautiful statue of, of our Lord. <laughs> you'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, that would be that'd be super confusing because I know um, with back in the states, one of the big sort of uh, things you associate with Bigfoot, which is it's I always find it weird, is you'll like. Uh, you'll find, like, weird sort of, like, tents made out of just, like, branches and trees and things. You're like, that's a bit weird. And usually it's, like, either it's, like, someone did it as, like, a joke because everyone associates that sort of thing now. But it was always, like, but why is it there in the first place, though? Like, it has to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So where does that whole idea start from? And then you just get very concerned because, like, someone's just making full-on tree tents in the woods with no one in them, and they just exist out there, and then you get really concerned. I remember years ago, there was a whole, uh, sort of not a phase, but this whole thing that was happening in Derry about devil worshipping. Um, oh. You know, I think it was overactive imaginations again, but this time it was sort of like middle-aged people, older people. Um, they had, because it was under a, the, the new bridge, and there's a forest beside it there's an old abandoned house there called boom hall mm-hmm. which was haunted i think we spoke about it before yeah i think we have yeah and so there's a forest area in there as well and there, there was like um someone had killed a cat or something or a goat i can't remember which it was and then they had uh drawn a, a pentagram on the on the ground stylish uh, naturally, you know, naturally. <laughs> stylish but this this started a whole oh my god Derry is overrun with satanists and devil worshippers and 
the whole place is just it's going to go to hell and all that kind of stuff. And that, that kind of, you know, young people were thinking, all oh, right, this is annoying sort of people. And there's yeah. pictures in the paper and there's people doing stories on it. So people did more things. They didn't sacrifice goats or anything. Yeah. For all I know, that goat could have came there and died of natural causes. <laughs> but it's just it was it was kind of it looked really weird. The pentagram, the yeah. dead goat mm-hmm. added to the story. Yeah, added to the sort of the vibe. You know, this sort of hellish vibe. But it went on for ages. I just remember, and my mum even talking. No, I hope you're not into that. Carry on. What carry on is that? <laughs> that devil worshiping. No, I'm doing my A levels. I haven't got time for devil oh, worshiping. Geez. You know, but uh, extracurriculars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it'll help boost my grades later. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sell your soul to the devil, and you'll get an A in your whatever A level art. But I just remember that was again. I, I don't know what why people gravitate the towards dark foresty type areas to do really spooky stuff like be a Bigfoot or whatever. You know, do the uh, the the mass um, the mass rocks and stuff. Or do the devil worship and stuff. Why can't they do it in a, I don't know, a shopping centre? Or <laughs> it has to be, again, it sort of emphasises that point. Forests are dark, spooky places that this, they, they kind of, they've got the right ambience for this kind of shizzle. Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting because, like, and I, I, I was having a conversation uh, with Aaron and Jonathan about this uh, before the show. Uh, you find that like the, sort of like the, the, really like the big one for me is always, obviously like the Bigfoot legend exists basically in majority of the cultures you find around the world. It just has various different names. And then, like, even within the states, its name varies depending on the state, and it has its own whole different context. Like, for me, the big one, uh, not really growing up, I didn't really hear about it too much growing up except for, like, TV shows and stuff, but when I started to learn sort of, like, the native interpretations of it, uh, the big one for me was there was the hairy man within, like, the Athabascan region, and so the whole thing with the hairy man was they said that he had arms that were so long he'd reach out from the tree line, he'd pluck you off the trail, and you'd never see the rest of him. Oh. So maybe he was just big long arms. Maybe he didn't have anything else. He's just to do the rest of him. Oh. Oh jeepers. That's spooky. He, he's like those like men that go to the gym and like their arms are like <laughs> hanging out to the side. Yeah. And so, like, and that was, like, that's the big one for, like, my region. But then you look at, like, say, like, Florida. And then Florida has the skunk ape. Skunk ape? Yeah, named because apparently it smells so foul <laughs> that you'd think it, something got hit by, like, a skunk numerous times. <laughs> and so, but then, like, it's described very differently. So, like, with the, with the skunk ape, it's said to be a lot, like, sort of, like, longer, sort of stringy hair. And then they say it like wanders around the swamps in Florida and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure that would all get matted. Like, yeah, and that's why I'm like, maybe that's where they came up with the, like the smell part yeah. of it. And so I know like the big sort of famous photo they used for the skunk ape. I'm pretty sure it was debunked. I don't remember. I believe it if it was because it's very, it's a very jarring photo to look at. But um, the original story behind it was it was a uh, some it was an older lady. She had been leaving like fruits and stuff out on her her back deck. And she kept seeing that they were they would they go missing, and so one night she had set up a camera back there to take a picture. Oh, uh, we're back again. The fire alarm went off. <laughs> this, this has been an eventful show so far. Anyway, somebody's trying to prevent us from talking about this know, stuff. This it's the government, brother. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> where, was that? where was I? Oh yeah, I remember. Where it was. But you know, so she said that she had like all these fruits and things that had been leaving her back deck. So she set up a camera out there, and then. It captures a picture of this just huge sort of, I want to say, like, because it has almost orangutan kind of like features to it. Yeah. But you can see it's probably at least, I'd say, six to seven feet up and 
pretty broad in terms of like its size, and it looks like it's snarling at her. Oh dear. And where was this? This was in Florida. Oh. I think it was like northern Florida. I have I have a friend from Florida. There's I highly doubt she's listening to this, but if she did, she'd probably correct me on it later. <laughs> but and so like that's a very jarring image to look at. Yeah. And then like but then like my brain goes off and so I'm like here, so I'm like assuming it's fake. That's a good costume design. That's pretty good. You have you have lights behind the eyes to give off eye shine. But then my bio brain is like, but if it's not fake, we have a problem. Definitely. Because you have this wee old lady and then a giant monkey staring her down in the dark over oh. some apples. Maybe he was like a good, like, uh, it sounds daunting, but maybe it's like a good animal that's there to like. Yeah, we see the good in people. <laughs> Even big gigantic hairy monkeys that are stealing fruit from all people. Well, but it didn't harm her. I assume it didn't harm her. No, no. Again, this is just the, the, the story context around the picture. Again, I don't remember if it was debunked or not. It's been a while since I looked around the story around it. Yeah. But it's just like, ah, there's a lot of concern. Definitely, I wouldn't want to meet something like that on on my porch of an evening for mm. sure. Oh, of course not. We don't mm. really have Bigfoot here in, in Ireland, though. I can't think of any kind of big. We have we have too many fairies and witches and other yeah. scary banshees, other scary kind of stuff. There's just no room for a Bigfoot. I don't think here. I I do remember um, the same forest with the the mass rock actually has wild goats that live there so this is like kind yeah. of uh, similar to to your story um but I, I was actually telling jordan earlier that uh whenever i was younger i had a nightmare that uh me and my twin brother had gone to uh, the, this forest we were walking through it and then we all of a sudden like get attacked by one of the the wild uh, goats um but this huge black horse like steps in to like protect us wow. um but the interesting part to the story is whenever um i woke up i told my twin brother and he had the exact same nightmare no that way. night um so that's like the only time that we've ever had like a shared dream that's weird that's yeah really weird. No, like, that's definitely weird like consciousness. Uh, and i've definitely just behind the uh I've got a picture of this somewhere. Just behind the crucifix, mm -hmm. uh, there used to be a tree. It's probably no longer there. And there was, like, a goat's skull. Somebody had, like, picked it up, like, with the, like, horns or whatever yeah. that come out of it and hung it on the tree. So you're just walking along and then, then there's just a huge, like, goat's yeah. head, like, just, no like, staring way. at you. No way. No, run the other way. That's kind of, that's <laughs> satanic kind of stuff, too. Isn't it? Yeah. And stuff. No. It, uh, oh, geez. it reminds me of a lot of, uh, you see some of, sort of some of the, some of the, I, I don't want to say strange because it sounds like I'm being offensive. But some of the some of the sort of witchy pagan stuff you see in the states anyway, a lot of them will hang up skulls of like animals and things as sort of like wards. And I've always found that extra bizarre. I'm like, you're warding off things by being like, you're gonna die though. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, but everything's gonna die though. I'm not very deterred. I'm just kind of weirded out by you choosing to use skulls though. Like you could have warded it with other things. Goat's eyes though. Goat's eyes are weird. They're like uh, rectangular. Yeah. Like no. that that would be creepy to see like hanging up. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Why does it put Christmas decorations up or I don't know, feller boas? Why does it have to be <laughs> why does it have to be goats with like skulls and uh, you know, pentagrams made out of twigs and stuff? Something nice if it, if it's if your intentions are nice, put something nice up there. Christmas deck Christmas yeah. baubles. I don't know, fairy lights. 
I'm thinking on that type of thing. Yeah. No, what else? Uh, I was also uh, sort of more on the, the sort of weird monstery things. I was having a, a lengthy conversation with Aaron about like oh, some of the most bizarre sort of Americana sort of monster stories. Because I find like all the American monster stories that are like from the uh, like Europeans immigrating to America back in the colonial era are very, very strange. Like, they're a level of weird that, like, doesn't make sense to me sometimes. Because, like, one of them is, uh, you have the Snallygaster. Good name. Good, good, good. That, I've never heard of that before. It needs a better promotional team behind it, because this is a good name. It's off to a good start. It's scary. And, and so, from what I can remember of the Snallygaster, apparently it was a, it was a story passed around uh, among German immigrants in uh, the Appalachian sort of region. And it was sort of like a, a weird sort of, like, bird reptile chimera thing that would go after farmers barns and stuff and so you'd have to have stuff under your barn to keep the snallygaster away but just hearing the name snallygaster i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) no snallygaster it sounds it sounds fierce and ferocious that it eats anybody or uh i'm not sure it's, it's one of those ones that's like, there's not too much on it unless you're from that region. So there's only so much I've been able to get out of it over the years. I'm just like... Are some of these things perhaps made up to stop children from, yeah. you know, uh, the snallygaster will get you if you go into the forest. Or the snallygaster will get you if you go near that whatever lake or... It sounds very Dr. Seuss. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Dark Dr. Seuss, I think it's but then, then, but then there's some that like just don't make sense. Like I, w- I showed Aaron a picture of one earlier. It was the Dover Demon, and so another common trend you find with a lot of American monster stories is they're found by like teenagers, of course, while they're out driving and drinking and doing stuff that yeah. you know teenagers did back in the day, and they are the only ones that see it, and then it's never seen again, and yet it <laughs> then becomes like a weird sort of monster pop culture icon because yeah. like the Dover Demon looks like it has a watermelon for a head. Yeah, that's kind of LSD, isn't it? That's kind of... Kind of <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised to yeah. be honest, but... Well, this is like crop circles. Like the whole thing about uh, like Leona, what you were talking about in terms of uh, the Satanism um, stuff where people might just be playing up to uh, to like freak people out. Like crop circles, I think they're infamous for being staged. Yeah. Um, but like, even who came up with that idea? And it's it's ingenious. But the amount of effort that it would take to like make a a crop circle and then convince people. Yeah. Yeah. Miles and miles of of uh, mowing, they make arrows and property damage too. Oh yeah. And just like step flatten. All right, flatten again and (laughs) again and again. It just keeps going. You're just like, what's Um. going on? Too Man. much bother, I think. Too much hassle, that. Too much time and energy. True, but that reminds me of one of the most debated things I can think of in the general woodland weirdness category. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I think I can say with confidence that we're all too young to remember this, <laughs> despite our vast age range. Is uh, do you, do either of you remember the 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 Patterson Gimlin film? I think it came out in. I want to say. I think it was 70, 74? I think it was something like that. I'd have to double check. What's it called? Uh, it's the Patterson-Gimlin film. It's only oh, one minute. Oh, that's the name. Oh. Yeah, it's only one minute. But it's like, it's that one picture you always think about when you hear about Bigfoot. 
is the one walking along yeah, the, the riverbed. Yeah, he yeah, looks like the Grinch. One. Yeah. But like a black, white like... White fur, sure does not. Yeah, yeah. Is, it white, is he white fur? Or? No, he's oh, black no, or black brown. Fur. It's, a, it's a brown fur. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking it up now because I remember... I, I know the picture you're talking about, actually. Yeah. And so, you know, like, I swear every other year someone's like, oh, we've debunked it. Or then someone's like, oh, no, we didn't. And I'm like, <laughs> pick one, please. It's been going on for like 50 years. No, it's the advertising. They can't debunk it because once it's completely debunked, then mm. these small towns and uh, areas around there won't be able to sell their merchandise. That's, true. That's how they get their tourists. Yeah. Yeah. I found it. It was 1967 is when <laughs> it was shot. I'm just, I'm just like... And, like, I remember growing up seeing that, like, because people, like, always re-upload it to YouTube and be like, let's stabilize the shot so you don't have shaky cam. And, like, every time someone's like, oh, here's how we faked it, it's like, okay, I can see that. But then there's also always somehow one detail that, like, doesn't make sense. Like, I remember there was one, um, I forget the guy's name, but he said that he was the one in the suit walking along. <laughs> but then the suit he used is, like, a t- almost an entirely different color. Oh. And I'm like... Huh? Well, it was probably shot on film. I wonder if that would have had an impact on like the the coloring of the fur. It's definitely interesting. But then the one thing I always hate that these that these sorts of things do is they'll make someone do a polygraph test. Now, if you know anything about how a polygraph test works, uh, it's that it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just reading vibrational stuff for the most part, and so it's like, yeah, if you just don't freak out and remain calm the whole time, it's still going to say you're telling the truth. Yeah, and there's some people out there that will, like, so it's it's a lie detector test, right? Yeah. Um, so there's people out there who will convince themselves, even if they're the one who, like, made the hoax or the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Some people will convince themselves. So even if they do take a lie detector test, it's going to show that they're telling the truth because they... Believe have, it. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, everyone, ever someone says, oh, we disproved it with this. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything, though. Cause I it, think sometimes though, people want to believe. Like, you're talking there about, you know, the guy in the suit came out and said that it was him, and then you're, I don't believe that. But, but you would believe more that, you know, there, there's a big monster in the, in, the, in the forest. I think you want to believe, and a lot of people want to believe. A lot of people want to believe in, um, in this myth because it's, it's fantastic, and it kind of means that there's something else out there, and there's it's not just plain old human beings doing their ordinary mediocre stuff there's like magical weird creatures also in the the forest doing their weird magical foresty type things whatever they're doing now it's it's funny how you always mention that we always want to believe you do i i think it's a human it's in the human oh yeah it's in our dna we want to believe isn't it but i say this because i remember a very interesting example so I know we joke about politicians all the time. We're journalists. It's kind of what we do. But you would think that if they're writing a book about something, they're they're more inclined to be honest about what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So what if I told you there is a book written by uh, one of my favorite U.S. presidents, Teddy Roosevelt, right. that contains one particularly weird story in it? Go on. So, uh, it's often just called, like, the, the Bowman Trapper story, because it's only one excerpt of a, of a pretty long, lengthy book that Teddy Roosevelt wrote that's just his various hunting escapades. <laughs> and so he was talking to the trapper, who's, uh, I believe it's his last name is Bowman, I can't remember. I check it out every once in a great while, so I was checking it out this morning a bit. But he was, he had done an interview with uh, President Roosevelt talking about 
uh, a trapping trip he had gone with a hunting partner. And as the story goes on, more unsettling, kind of bizarre things happen. And so one account is when they were sleeping in their tent at night, they'd hear walking around the tent just over and over until one night uh, Bowman shot outside the tent and then it stopped, like all the noises stopped. But then, so then the next day, his partner stayed at camp and he went to go out and look at traps and things. And then he came back and his partner is just mangled. What? Like limbs bent the wrong way. And was like, he dead? Oh, very much. Oh. <laughs> no well, is, I mean, no good for fine. him. <laughs> his, his entire body was fine. His arms all over. His he's, outsides, his intestines were wrapped around his neck. <laughs> he was fine. Give he's me a hand, please. <laughs> he's been pretzel. We can de-pretzel. Yeah, no, he was very dead. There was like teeth marks on him as well. Oh, wow. And so Bowman said he could still hear like screaming. And so he left all the equipment behind and just left with his rifle and did not go back. Yeah, I don't blame him. And so, and that that whole account is in this book of just other general hunting things that Teddy Roosevelt went on or talked to people about. And it's very weird that he chooses to include this one account when Teddy Roosevelt is the kind of guy that was like, if he could shoot something, he'd probably do it. But aren't teddy bears, like, named after him? Yes. (laughs) So I wonder if teddy bears are, like... Somehow, the merch of <laughs> the Bigfoot. You're obsessed with PR. <laughs> Bigfoot's PR. You're a Bigfoot's PR manager. I, I mean, if if the job is there, I'll take it. You know, and so it's like, and that's and that's one of those exceptional kind of weird circumstances where it's like that's someone that we tend to take their historical record fairly yeah. consistently, and then yeah, there's just right. that one because in neither party uses like the term Bigfoot or any of that. They just mm-hmm. are like, I don't know. This is just what happened, though. But when someone like Teddy Roosevelt says something like that, do you flipping believe it? It's oh, kind yeah. Of, you know, it's not, it's not someone who would make something like that up. He's a proper, you know, bona fide yes, politician. a good source. Yeah, a good source. I mean, he's the man that got shot mid-speech and then just kept giving the speech. <laughs> wow. Like, he was built different. Yeah. And that does... Like, I think that there could still be time for like Bigfoot or, or something similar to him like to actually be proven. Uh, I know that there there's a cryptid uh, from Papua New Guinea. Um, I think it's similar to the Chupacabra, uh, something like their kind of version of it. And I think in the past year or maybe a couple of years ago, they got DNA. Uh, like I don't know if it was her or something. But from the locations that this cryptid had, like there was reports that it had been seen, mm-hmm. and they got DNA that doesn't match anything on file, any animal on file. Really? So they think that they actually do have proof that this like chupacabra style creature does exist, and that's only like in recent times. Right. So there is still time for like Bigfoot or yeah. something else to like be proven to exist. Yeah. What and... would happen if they saw it? Or what would happen if they? I've... No, I mean, what would happen? Would they, they would capture it? They would bring it? Would they, would they give it its own reality TV show? Would they do scientific? It's already got its own reality TV shows and it doesn't even exist yet. So, yeah. yeah. It's true, it's true. And like, it, it's examples like that I find very interesting because there's a lot of animals nowadays that we sort of take for granted because it's interesting to look at the history of how we came to prove that they're real. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it stems from because the unfortunate nature of sort of science as a field as it's progressed it's kind of been predominant upon like when do Europeans find it though <laughs> unfortunately so like uh, a, a, a really good example is like the gorilla was an unknown 
unknown in air quotes. None of you can see me. I am making air quotes <laughs> with my fingers, but it was considered an unknown animal until like I think the I think it was like in the eighteen. It's in the 1800s. I don't remember exactly when in the 1800s, but like the Europeans finally found it. They're like, oh, hey, we found the, the scary ape thing. They probably named it too, did they? Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, pandas are another perfect example. Pandas were in the same camp. They're like, what do you mean there's a weird, ghostly, black and white figure in the woods? What are you talking about? And then it's our good old friend, the giant panda. <laughs> or uh, Komodo dragons are another one That's that true, yeah. was in that camp. And so... There's a lot of things nowadays that are like, oh yeah, no, that's just a thing. But then you have to remember back in the day to European scientists, they're like, what are you talking about? What do you? What is that thing? And so, as someone who who has a bio degree now, I kind of I, I find myself falling into those same trappings. I don't want to say the trappings because they're they're justifiable positions, but it's like for me, my whole stance on it has always been like, if it's in the ocean, sure, I'll listen to you more in that regard. If it's on land, I got a problem because mm-hmm. there's only so much land at this stage that doesn't have people on it or that yeah. people have gotten into at some stage that it becomes quite difficult. Especially when its name is Bigfoot. If it was called Smallfoot, there might be a higher yeah, chance that it exists because it's if it's really small, then yeah, people probably haven't found it. But if it's Bigfoot, mm. no. eh, and that's why it's also like, um, or even like stuff that like. So, like, oh, what's another good one? Uh, I mean, I have many. But, like, uh, like even with the Chupacabra, like, when we were having that conversation earlier, like, the thing that everyone associates the Chupacabra with now, when I see it, I'm like, that is a dog with mange, and you should feel bad for just taking a picture of it instead of, you know, trying to help it, because ooh, that annoys me like, at a huge level, because you look at, like, the original Chupacabra, right? And it looks like a green goblin, and that's what it looks like in every account that comes out of Puerto Rico. As soon as you look at accounts that are not from Puerto Rico, it is a dog with mange. <laughs> and I'm like, look at what you've done. <laughs> you've changed the whole context of the story. And so it's stuff like that and where I'm like, look, there's a distinct difference between that is something you should know and there is something that you definitely are going to get confused by. So like when it comes to like stuff in the ocean... I can understand the general person getting kind of confused because mm-hmm. there's a, lots of weird stuff that goes down there. Yeah. Three of the four years of my bio degree is just the ocean. And so I'm always like, yeah, no, that seems okay. That's fair enough. <laughs> and like, I like deep sea stuff. So like all the animals I like in the ocean are just super whack. <laughs> Granted, I also like sharks. That's the tame part. But like, you look at like, say, uh, you have the oarfish, which is this massive, massive fish that everyone always freaks out about when it gets caught in a tsunami and winds up on the beach then like how could this like 20 plus foot long fish just be there i'm like because it's there all the time anyway you just don't see it yeah and so it's it's one of those sort of weird little sort of conundrums to it but this show has gone to a lot of places today. <laughs> from the the oceans to forests Everywhere. Um, everywhere. Yeah. That's where we go. That's how we roll. That's how we that's, roll. That's what we gotta do. So I guess, I guess to uh, so sort of to close out today, because we got there's lots of stuff going on today. We all have places to go. So sort of, what are what are your your, your respective closing comments? Yeah, um, Bigfoot. I don't believe in, but I believe there's probably other creatures out there that are uh, myth like mythicized. Is that if that's a word? Um, I'm sure that there there are some that exist and. 
they will be discovered as time goes by. But Bigfoot, uh, I don't believe particularly. No, I don't know if I believe. I don't know. I want to believe. I want to believe in Bigfoot. I want to believe in all different types of things. But unless I see hard evidence, unless I'm able to interview Bigfoot and ask him, what, where did you come from? What, what, what's the crack with this? Why were you hiding out in dark, scary forests for all this time when you could have just lived in a house or whatever? No, I, unless I can see it, a, a proper video evidence or photo evidence that hasn't been doctored or anything, I am not 100% sure I believe. Alright, fair enough. Well, thank you everyone for uh, tuning in. We will most, this, hopefully this will be the last one. We may, I'm hoping we can get at least one more in because the academic year is almost over. And thus this fun project will be done and I'll have to go back to doing shows by myself in a very different environment. I won't have a studio, I won't have a nice soundboard and all this fun equipment to use. But I will do my best. So thank you all for tuning in. We will have an episode for you hopefully next week. If not, then I guess... You know, it's been a pretty wild ride. We've talked about a lot of different things, but it has been a pretty fun time. So thank you all, and I hope to have you all tune in next time.